This is the Bulls on the Birds podcast episode number 10, coming to you from Chester County, where we are entering the final week of preseason. I'm excited, and it's good to get back to it. It is good to get back to it. Sorry we've been absent for a while. I've actually been traveling on the road. Let's begin, as we always do, with a yes or no. Sounds good. Through two preseason games, overall in your estimate, the Eagles look like a much improved team from last year. I got to say yes to that, and it's not like we have a huge sample size. Right, two preseason yeah. games. And two series. Two series for the starters. But they look crisp in they those do. two series. I'll tell you the one thing that really stands out to me, though, is they look much deeper. They do look a lot deeper. Yeah, our, and our that's second huge. and third stringers look like they could be competing for starting positions yeah. on other teams. Yeah, they do look like a much improved team. Devin Allen gives the Eagles a legitimate downfield threat, the likes of which we have not had since Deshaun Jackson. And I bring this up because... That speed is just incredible. Yeah. He blew the, he blew, he blew both defensive backs out of the water on Both the backs, and it's like... It wasn't even much of a fake for the out. No, his, his, his head out. fake was pretty ugly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, was, it, it, it did not look good. And he just said, I don't even need the head I fake. I don't even need I'm the head fake. I'm still going to roast. Yep. And he did. He toasted them. And I tell you, I don't know what to think of it other than I've been waiting to see that speed. Since Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. One thing that has me concerned is I go on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I don't see him on the depth chart. Really? I think Jalen Rager's got to move to make room for other people, and I think Devin Allen might be one of those other people that I'm thinking about. They might be thinking, let's hide him on the practice squad till till we get him a little more NFL ready, right? Till he gets his football sense back. Yeah, and... yeah. But I think I think other teams can can grab him off the practice squad. I'll have to check on that. But yeah, man, that speed, it, he is explosive. And that is something we haven't seen since Deshaun. So that's an interesting scenario. You're saying the Eagles like Allen. I mean, they signed him to a three-year contract, yeah. not a one-year deal. But, you know, he hasn't played football in seven years. He's never played pro football. So right. he could use some time on the practice squad to really hone his NFL skills such that eventually he becomes uh, the type of receiver or return man that we're looking for. Right. So the Eagles are almost trying to hide him because they think he's got talent. It's just got to have a little more time to develop. That's what I'm hoping. That's okay. Because I, I'm hoping they're not just, hey, you know, we gave it a shot. It didn't work and, out. Yeah, and whatever's in the contract, we're out of it easily or, or something. Because it was thrilling to see that down it was down, down the field threat. Oh, man. I, I remember us talking about putting Quez on one side yes. and him on the, him other, on and the other and just running flies. Flies all day, <laughs> tiring the cornerbacks out. Yeah, and you could just – you really saw his speed on that play. It was great to see. It so, was. Um, yeah, love the speed. Sticking with the wide receiver theme, Dion Kane. He was a sixth-round draft pick out of Clemson in 2019. I remember him being an essential part of their national championship run. He was a really good wide receiver. He's had some injury issues since he's gotten to the NFL. I think he tore his ACL, actually. Uh, actually. Okay. But he had a huge game against the Browns. He had six receptions for 55 yards, and he was only targeted seven times. Yeah. And if you watch the game, one thing you noticed about him was he was aggressive about going up and getting the ball absolutely which is why i think on seven targets six of them connected yeah and that's what really struck me because i gotta be honest with you Deion kane wasn't really on my radar no and that's actually my question in the yes or no format does kane's performance against the browns 
make you reshuffle your wide receivers who are on the bubble? Absolutely, yes. For me, it just puts Jalen Rager further down that list. He Deion Kane went up, and he came down with balls you wouldn't expect him to come down with. Agreed. I was really impressed was with him as a wide receiver. So he's in my top six wide receivers. Question is, how many wide receivers are you going to carry? Right. And I think he's another guy you can't hide on a practice squad if people can steal him off of there. What I would hate to see is... We lose him, and a Jacksonville picks him up. Right. How great would that be to uh, reunite him with... With ATN. Yes, and, and Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence. Miles Sanders has had the injury bug the last few seasons, and in his contract year, we were hoping for that not to be a thing. However, he missed right. the second preseason game against the Browns with a hamstring injury. There hasn't been any status reports or projected timelines for when he'll return. He's still not practicing. Right. So I got to ask, does Sanders' injury already in the preseason make you worried about his injury bug coming back to get him in the regular season? It definitely does. If I may digress for a moment because I said this would come up, (laughs) but these cream puff practice schedules and we're going to keep our guys healthy – I don't know that we're any healthier than we were last year. In fact, maybe even less. We had two concussions. I don't think they were even hitting yet. Yeah, and we had a lot. I think the Jets had six people out in the first preseason. and we we had had 14. 14. Yeah, that's crazy. And maybe it was the Browns, but it was one of those two where it was obvious. The only, I think, positive you can pull (laughs) out of that is he's getting his injuries out of the (laughs) way way. preseason. And you know what? If that's so, I'm all on. I'm on board. I'm all in. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll <laughs> yeah. see if it pays off for him in the regular season. Exactly. If if he is a question mark this year, if I'm Howie, I don't know what the deal is with Jordan Howard. I'd certainly be thinking Start of... inquiring into yeah. how we can utilize yeah, him. Yeah, because I tell you what, he can be as effective north and south as Miles Sanders is with his breakaway stuff. Agreed. I really did fear this was going to be Miles Sanders' fate, only because this is his fourth year in the NFL, Yeah, and he hasn't made it through a regular season. His best season was his, I think it was his rookie year, Mm -hmm. where he ran for about 800 yards. And I remember a line that we talked about about a month ago coming out. Oh, the TDs? And it was, yeah, Miles Sanders at five TDs on the season. And he had zero last year. Right. And I chose the under then, and I I would reaffirm, I would would go the under again, even if he plays all the regular season games. I don't think he's the go-to guy in the red zone. Yeah. So his, his touches within touchdown range are going to be limited. Right. And then on top of that, it seems like the injury bug is still present. Yeah. And, and Bear, I totally see your wisdom on that going under because I've got my ear, Eagles, you know, Homer hat on. I'm like, <laughs> Miles Sanders, man, oh, he's, you know, he's going to be breaking away some long touchdowns. We're going to get him the ball, passing him the ball in, you know, open field, and he's going to use his and I want that, and, man. I yeah, want and that. I want to see it, but, you know, we just haven't seen it. So I, I, I totally get that, and I'm, I'm leaning more towards the, the under on that five as well. Agreed. So last preseason game against the Dolphins this Saturday night. Who needs yeah. a big week three to make the team? I'm going to give you a rapid-fire list of names, and you okay. just give me a, a yes or no. Devin Allen needs a big week three to make the team. Yeah, yeah, and I loved what I saw on the 55-yard touchdown and that breakaway speed. 
But the wide receiver crew is very crowded. It's very deep. We really need to see a lot from him in week three. I, I'm hoping they're still thinking of him as a guy who could possibly fit into the scheme. And I want to see him on some kick returns. I agree. Punt returns. I'm surprised he hasn't been. Yeah. I'd hate to sign that guy, that guy with that kind of speed who ha- does have some upper echelon football pedigree. And is clearly making leaps and bounds. Yeah. Since returning to the game just right. recently. Yeah, and and then feel like uh, we didn't see everything we needed to see from him or something. And we already like know he's a world-class competitor because right. he's a world-class competitor in track and field. Yeah. Carson Strong has to have a big week three to make the team. Yeah, I just, I haven't seen enough haven't of seen him. haven't seen much out of him. Yeah. And, which is very odd because I remember even three weeks or four weeks ago, an article coming out was clearly by... Uh, a fan who was bullish on Carson Strong, yeah. but, he, but he essentially was saying Hertz needs to get out of the way if if he wants what's best for the team because Carson Strong and his arm is clearly the guy wow. we need, and <laughs> we haven't even seen Carson Strong. No, no, and we certainly haven't seen his arm. He was a pretty big name as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, yeah. Senate's looked pretty good. Yeah, he's looked decent. He, you know, he's looked like a pretty solid third string yeah, quarterback. Exactly what you would expect. You're like, hey, that guy's not going to kill us. He threw that 55 yard touchdown to. Devin Allen, it was right on the spot. I'll so, tell you one uh, way that Senate resembles Tom Brady is uh, in his ability to get away from defensive uh, rushers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen him try to run in the open Oh, field? yeah, he's not oh going to be. Looks yeah. like cement are in the bottom of his shoes or he's something. He's the anti-Jalen Hurts. He is the anti-Jalen Hurts. <laughs> like, dear God, I think he's going 100%, but he is not moving. Oh, man, there are going to be some linemen chasing him down, and they don't have to be Jordan Davis. <laughs> there tell you, you what. <laughs> you got oh. it. But, yeah, getting back to Carson Strong, with him, I just haven't – Seen enough on it. Word out of camp is it's just so-so. Yeah, that's so what again, I've heard, too. I, I, I've heard that his arm isn't very impressive, and mm-hmm. he's very indecisive. If you play quarterback in the SEC, and you're facing SEC-type defenses, right. the jump to the NFL is still going to be tough. Right. But it is a much bigger jump to be playing... I don't even know what conference Nevada is in. Are they yeah. in the WAC, like the Western Athletic Conference? Or yeah, something? I think that's yeah. That's a big jump to or go the Mountain from, West. Yes, is it? in the Mountain, Mountain West. West yeah. to go from playing in the Mountain West to playing in the NFL. Yeah, and I wonder and, if that's where some of the indecision is coming. And from. I think that's an excellent point. I think that, that's probably what it is. It's a difference taking one step up from the SEC to the, to NFL. the NFL versus four. four steps you know, up from, yeah. because yeah, you've you've really got to. Um, take more steps when you're, you're coming from a lesser conference. Jalen Rager has to have a big game week three to make this team. For me, he'd have to blow my doors off. Especially with guys like Deion Kane and Devin Allen chomping yeah, a bit. Yeah, Kane just looks so good. You look at the depth chart, and my, my depth chart at wide receiver, I've got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal. That's four right there. How many wide receivers are you going to keep i don't i don't imagine we're gonna keep nine yeah so i i think rager has got to show me something and we said in one of the first podcasts if you see a lot of jalen rager in the preseason games then he's fighting for his job for his job Yep. yep yep and i tell you what he might not just be playing for his job he might be playing for the eagles to showcase him for a trade Yes, that is very much what it feels like, especially having dealt Jay Jaw last week. Yeah. It seems like we're trying a very similar time. I, of- I think how he's doing, but he's looking for something better than a sixth rounder for him. Right. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think that's the smart move. If they can do that, because Jalen Rager can help a team. He can. And he's played well enough to yeah. justify a team yeah. picking him up. Yeah. I, I'd just rather go with a couple of other guys 
who are a little newer that I think have a bigger upside. Yeah, and you know how much of it is we're going to be helped and he's going to be helped by right. moving on from. I think absolutely, he's, it's going to be hard be. for him to live down the reputation of being a first round draft pick. That's always stuck in my mind. You know, yep. if he goes to a place like like Baltimore, yeah, and does well. It would, it would be a much better situation for him and for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. Yes or no, Section DB. Let's yeah, move good on one. to the main show. Sounds good. So if you remember, the first cut was August 16th, and the mm-hmm. Eagles went from 90 players to 85. And the five players who were cut, I don't think many people would recognize their names. Right. William Dunkel, an offensive guard. Ali yep. Bayed, a linebacker. Lance Lenore, a wide receiver. Jared Maiden, a safety. And Jimmy Moreland, a cornerback. Even though I don't recognize these names, there is something that all their positions share in common, and that is... We are deep at those We're positions. very deep at yeah. all those positions. But none of those, whether you know those names or not, no surprise there. Look at wide receiver. We're, We're extremely so deep. deep at wide Lenore receiver. would have to blow someone's doors off to even get to past get a second that. Look. Offensive line. We're tough on offensive line. One of the best in the league, and we're getting some depth there now, too. So it's not surprising that Dunkel's gone. Linebacker. linebacker. We've really stepped up our linebacker game. So I, I can see why Fayad's gone. Safety. We've got Harris, Epps, and now Jaqueski Tart. And then cornerback, again, we're strong at cornerback. Yeah. Maddox. Yeah. We are really deep at those positions, so no surprises there. Agreed. So the second cut came about eight days later, seven days later, August 23rd. Got Josh Blackwell, who was a cornerback. Again, we're deep there. Jared Mm -hmm. Williams, an O-line guy. Yeah, Um, that one surprised me a little bit. I thought he might might be... Make it to the third game. Make it a little longer, yeah. Yeah, to get a little better look at him in case we needed a little more depth on the line. Brett Tote and Tyree Jackson, who are both tight ends... And I think they were technically injured. Right? Yeah, they're they're on the PUP uh, list, so we've actually retained their rights. What does PUP stand for? Uh, uh, personally unable to perform. Okay. List. Yeah, PUP L. And both of them with knees. So we still have their rights. The one surprise. Yeah, this was a name I recognized only because you had pointed him out to Yeah. Me. DeAndre Torrey, the running back. Yeah. He looked really explosive. He looked explosive against the Browns, and especially with as unsure as Miles Sanders' future is. Yeah. Why wouldn't you keep an explosive back around at least to the next game? Just in case. That one. So that one surprised me a little because I remember watching the Cleveland game, and honestly, DeAndre Torrey wasn't on my radar either. And then I saw him, and I'm like, that guy's really explosive. He's a uh, Darren Sproles type of guy who can really gel in the Eagles offense. One guy that DeAndre Torrey reminded me of is Deion Lewis, who I think we drafted, and I thought looked really explosive, and then he blew his knee out. And it was probably a year and a half rehab Brady and the Pat- Patriots right. pick him up. him up. Yeah, and, and he, he might have been the an incredible Super Bowl game, right? Great season, incredible Super Bowl game, so that I thought he might have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Right. And I would hate just how Pittsburgh doesn't want to make the Dan Marino mistake. And mistake. So they went with Kenny Pickett. Right, and, and how he didn't want to make the Russell Wilson mistake again. That's yes. why he picked Hurts. That's why I don't want to make... 
the Deion Lewis mistake and lose DeAndre Torrey because I tell you what, that guy, I, he looks explosive, and I'd hate to see him come back in the NFC East. The Redskins. The Redskins? The Redskins could really utilize him. Yeah. That one, that one surprised me and stuck with me a little bit. Let's keep our ears to the ground and see if anyone picks up DeAndre. Yeah, you bet. We're down to 80 players then, and we're actually now down to 79 because we traded J.J. Arcega-Whiteside last week to the Seahawks. Oh, right. And in return for him, we got the cornerback, Ugo Amadi. Right. And he looked pretty decent. Yeah. But he just got picked up by the Titans from us, and we got in return a sixth-round draft pick. Yeah. Which ultimately, you're getting rid of J.J. for a sixth-round draft pick. Yeah, I think Howie kind of outdid himself on yeah, that. Yeah, he, he worked a little more Howie magic, and I mean the the first round draft pick to begin with was yeah, not magic. Not, <laughs> but you know what? He's covering his back end with that, yeah, and we little, got a sixth round pick out of it. A little black magic. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got a sixth round pick out of it. You pick up a little something. Sixth round has been our magical round, quite honestly. Jason Kelsey, yeah. Jordan Mailata, I think. Yeah, yes. I'm like, hey, I'll take that. I was expecting nothing for J.J. Arcega White Sox, Whiteside. So, yeah, we're down to, what, 79? And we've got to get to 53 by August 30th. You got it. So we got to get to 53 by August 30th. And, you know, up till this point, the cuts have been guys that you wouldn't typically recognize mm-hmm. but in that final round of cuts man there are going to be some names that yeah that'll be an interesting podcast it really will be yeah and i'll tell you what so the 30th our opening day is the 11th so we are talking about this before when they go from 90 to 53 in the future that it, you really don't have much time for for guys bubble guys to pick up with other teams so they'll have 10 days yeah, with the finalized roster. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you, there's there's going to be some wheeling and dealing going on because there are some teams out there with needs that I think there's guys we're going to be dropping who can be yeah, picked some, up right some away. Good wide receivers who could, yeah, yeah, p- potentially start or at least yeah. be solid backups on other teams. Mm-hmm. All right, so I thought it'd be fun to play uh, this game this week: studs, duds, and fuds. That sounds good. I'm going to ask you, and I'll, I'll give my own. Who are the studs? of the training camp, the guys who are just standing out above and beyond everyone else. Okay. Who are the duds, the guys who are underperforming yeah. their benchmark? And then FUD kind of comes from the world of finance. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Which is not good in the world of finance. Which is not good in the world of finance. <laughs> these these are the players who the media is spreading fear and uncertainty and doubt around. Perhaps some fans are as well. Okay. But ultimately, they're going to be just fine. They're going to produce. Okay. The, the FUD isn't real. Okay. I, I see where you're going with that. Because I was wondering that. I thought that was a your generation term. <laughs> <laughs> and some old man like me didn't know what it was. Um, but I, I'm, I'm understanding it now. So how about some studs, DB? All right, studs. And I, I got to think my number one is on your list as well. Cam Jurgens has just looked great. 100% agreed. He is on my list. Man, did they nail that or yes, what? Yes, they did. And I was not a believer. I, I, I like Jurgens, but yeah. not in the second round. Yeah, I was I wondering, man, that's overpaid. A, exactly. For him. Exactly. And then we hear the story that Kelsey's helping. And I tell you what, he is, he is Jason Kelsey 2.0. He really and is. And he's a little bigger. I, he's getting out there. He loves blocking guys downfield, and he just lays them out. I think we said he was a running back in high school, and you yeah, can really tell you that can he's see. got some running back. Absolutely. He's also got a beef jerky line. Does he really? Beef. It's called Beef Jerky. Oh, dude, J-U-R-G-Y. that's a great one. We got to check that out. Yeah, it, it came out, I think, last game 
or after the first game, and immediately sold out. So we got to go online and check and see if that's available yet. Yeah, we got to get some of that. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting to see, uh, up until Kelsey played, the belief behind the center was that he pretty much had to be the biggest guy on your O-line. Right. Bigger than your guards, bigger than your tackles, and definitely bigger than your ends. And Kelsey kind of changed that perception because he was an undersized yeah, center drafted absolutely. in the sixth round and ended up being a multi-year pro bowler. Right. And it's kind of funny watching those pioneers kind of pioneer the way, open up the minds of NFL scouts and say, well, you know, you can have an undersized athletic center. Yeah. Such that Kelsey who goes in the sixth round, now you got Juergens going in the second round. Right. I imagine if Juergens plays well... You're going to be seeing a lot of undersized athletic Absolutely. centers being taken in the first round. Yeah, Jurgens is getting some benefit of Jason Kelsey being so revolutionizing the, the center, center position. position. Yeah, it, it it really is a revolution what he's done there, and that the guy's a Hall of Famer. Just just the it re- way he did that. It reminds me of the shorter quarterbacks. It's like once mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Brees performed at an elite level, yeah. it just opened up the floodgates for Russell Wilson and then Baker Mayfield, Johnny right. Football. Yeah. A lot of these undersized quarterbacks being drafted in the first round. Teams had less fear of that. Teams had less fear yeah. of that, and I really think this is going to be a trend. Undersized athletic centers. How about uh, some of your other studs? Any any others? Yeah, I'd say my second one is TJ Edwards. Not that he's blown the doors off. He's just looked really good while he's out there. And he's t- he's stepping his game up every year. Yeah, he is. And remember, two years ago, he was an un- undrafted, undrafted free agent. agent. Yeah. And then he was a starter. Then he was kind of our main go-to guy yeah. last year. And he just seems like a solid veteran yeah, at this and, point. Yeah, and it looks like he, he might take the step to Pro Bowl linebacker yeah, this year. Well so he just, he just keeps, I mean, the guy is steady. He's got his head on straight. And yeah, so he's a stud. My third one, not that much of a stud, but I think he's coming through with more than people expected. Zach Pascal. Yes, I agree with that assessment. Yeah, he's our slot guy, and again, it puts that much more pressure, pressure on, on Rager. Rager. I don't see why why Rager needs to be around, but Pascal's caught some tough balls. He, he knows where to sit underneath the zone to get open, so that the quarterback can drop the ball there. Rather than talking about we want to see Hertz throw a pass more so than just. All right, his main read's not there and start to run. Check down, yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So yeah. Pascal could be that check down guy. And he looked like he had good chemistry with... Um, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, with yeah. Minshew. And I, I don't want to see Minshew start at all this right, year. Cause right, right. That means our season took a, a, a turn south. Yeah. But nonetheless, I've noticed Minshew and Pascal have a real connection, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. So I've been very impressed with Zach Pascal. I think we got more than we, we thought we had bargained for, and I'm glad to see that. I'll say... My top stud from training camp is Kazir White at the linebacker mm. position. His read of Zach Wilson Good in that call. New York Jets game oh, man. was awesome. I mean, that was like watching a, a tiger stalk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he exactly. saw that pick from a mile away <laughs> and took it, and that was awesome. That was. And Zach, Zach Wilson is a highly rated QB. I mean, the first string yeah. was in for the Jets, so yeah. that was a legitimate interception. And I think he had another one in a joint practice with the Browns. Yeah. And evidently he is just looking really good in all aspects of linebacker play. And it's funny. And they also talked about him stripping Jalen Rager in practice practice as well. And it's kind of funny. I I have absolutely zero animosity for the Chargers. We rarely come across them because they're an AFC team and they're on the other side of the country. But if you ever want to get a kick, go read some LA Chargers articles. It's like every other post in their forum is 
wait a second, um, why did we get rid of Kazir White again? <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is a team angling for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it doesn't make a lot of sense unless it was a payroll thing, but I not he's not payroll thing making or, a crazy No, he payroll. isn't. Are they deeper at the linebacker position? Right, that's the think, only maybe? thing I can think of is that they felt they were deep enough that they didn't have to do that. Or, and, or uh, was San Diego's weather just too poor and he said, yeah, I, got, I got to get out of here. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> too sunny in 70. <laughs> and you mentioned San Diego. You said L.A. Charge. I'm like I, I'm still oh, calling right. them the yeah, San yeah, Diego yeah, yeah. Chargers. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. he's like, hey man, uh, San Diego was great. I'm not going to L.A. Can you guys work <laughs> something out here? My other stud is Jordan Mailata. I mean, yeah, he just, absolutely. He just panned out so well for us. Uh, another sixth or seventh round draft pick. He's getting better at football every single year. His yeah. athleticism is constantly on display, and. The thing that I love about Mylotta the most, on top of he's gotten in people's faces when they've attacked Hurts. Yeah. Um, which I really love to see. Yep, exactly. And I'll tell you what, that reminds me of Carson Wentz going down to with Jadavian that. Clowney. Yeah, that cheap shot and Jason Peters helping Jadavian Clowney up. That's wrong, man. Yeah. You, you you don't help that guy up. You get in his face and let him know he's going to be paying yeah. for doing that. And, and that was just wrong. That in practice. And yeah, on, I on, love on seeing that. The thing I love most about Mylotta is he played with a chip on his shoulder when he first got drafted because he traditionally hadn't played football. He was, right. a, he was a rugby player. Yeah. And, and an accomplished one at that. And an accomplished one at that. And he's really proven himself in the National Football League, but he still plays and practices like he's got something to prove. Yeah. And I love to see that. Um, I was reading an article this past week, and it was talking about the Eagles joint practice with the Browns. Mm-hmm. And Mylotta goes up against Miles Garrett, the pro bowler, yeah. first-round draft pick out of Texas A&M for the Browns. And I guess Garrett gets the better of them on their first go. And then Garrett was go- going off the field, and Mylotta went up to Garrett and was like, hey, man, I want another crack at you. You mind coming back on the wow. field? Yeah. How about that? And, and Garrett, Garrett back came back field? out, and evidently Mylotta did get the nice. on the next, the next go-round. I saw an interview with him after a game. I don't know whether it was a, the Jets or the Browns game. And he said, uh, yeah, I just want to get better at my craft, keep getting better. And so that, that plays right into it. it you, does. That's not a surprise that he would do something like that. That's awesome to see, though, because you want to see that. Absolutely. So moving from the studs to the duds. Okay. I only have one dud, but I imagine he's on your dud list too. Yeah, I think I know who this is going to be. Is he a certain running back? He's a certain running back named <laughs> Miles, Miles Injury Sanders. Oh, man. I thought he'd be a dud long before he had the hamstring injuries in the offseason. Yeah. And he very well still could get back on the sure. field and look great. But for being a second-round draft pick, he's he's never panned out in the way that you wanted to see him pan out. Yeah, the expectations. The expectations. I don't think he hasn't been the dynamic back. I mean, I, he put up 800 yards in his rookie season, and he looked good. Um, but since, he's not, he's not he's not been able to stay out on the field. Yeah. And he can be a frustrating runner at times. He has glimpses of brilliance. Yeah. But then he'll have moments where he should just run north and south, and he's diving back east and west, losing yardage. Yep. And I, I just don't think we're ever going to get the production out of him that we want. And I think this is his last year as an Eagle. Yeah, I I, I can't disagree with that. He reminds me a lot of LaShawn McCoy, mm-hmm. how he would be skipping, going east and west. And I, I said it before, take the five. Right. You know, the right. five's going to take the five. You don't have to have a breakaway play every play. And Shady um, went on to have a good career yeah, in the NFL. Yeah. I think I, I wouldn't rule out Sanders having a good career right, in the exactly. NFL either. I just I don't think he's given us the value that we build. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, I and I think if he could get it into his head that there's a time for for using that quickness and that escapability, and there's a time for just putting your head down and getting the five yards that are there. I wonder how much of it is the fact that he's injured so often. He feels like when he is healthy, he's got something to prove because he has limited wow. time on the field. I, I, I don't know if that. that plays into it. Uh, that's not a bad thought. Yeah. Any other duds for you? That's my only dud. Yeah, and Miles Sanders was on my list as well. The other one, an obvious one, Jalen Rager. Rager. Yeah, sure. he just and I get it that you know that first round draft pick thing haunts him. That certainly haunts him in my mind. But you still can't get past, dude. We could add Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that hurts, you know? man. That hurts. Again, we said if we see a lot of him in preseason, that means his He's job's on the line, and I think he is. I hate to keep bringing it up, but he just hasn't done enough. I haven't seen enough. And again, you, you had mentioned a couple episodes back about could he have a breakout season? Yes. And my first point was I'd like to see a breakout game. Right. And we haven't seen it. That's right now, I'd love to point. see a breakout play. That's a great point because Devin Allen has had a breakout yeah. play. Deion Kane had a breakout yeah. game. Yeah. So, yeah, where is Rager's breakout play? Breakout yep. game let alone breakout season. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, if it were me, he wouldn't make my wide receiver core. I think the Eagles are putting him out there to, to showcase some on him. Yeah, for a trade. So he's on my dud list. A couple of other guys, I don't know that they're big duds, but I wasn't expecting a lot out of John Hightower. Agreed. But a lot of people were really positive on yeah, him. Yeah, they were. And you look at back at the draft, when we got he was drafted before Quez Watkins. Man, when you put it in that comparison light, it's kind of that, like, dude, that's, this, this guy's a big dog. That's a disappointment, yep. Hightower's on that, that list, and I don't expect him to be on the team. Carson Strong, I haven't seen enough of him. Not that he's a dud. I don't see the strong, the super strong arm that this guy's got. Yep, so moving from the duds to the fuds. And again, right. the fuds are the, the players who are ultimately going to perform. They're going to do just fine for the Eagles. But the media and maybe some select fans are spreading fear, uncertainty, and doubt unreasonably about them. Okay. My number one FUD is for sure Jaquiski Tart. That is the perfect FUD. That's the definition of the FUD. I've seen nothing but not just negative articles, but I read one article this week saying that if Tart makes the team, he's going to be a second or third string guy. And honestly, I don't even think he's going to make the team. It's like the team is a pro bowler. Yeah. He's been a starter for the 49ers the past seven seasons. Hasn't missed a game. Hasn't missed a game, so he's clearly not injury prone. Right. And he looks exactly as he's billed. Yeah. Like a veteran starter. Yeah. I have seen nothing in any of the preseason games that would make me think he shouldn't be starting for right. us. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering why that, that word's out there. I don't I would go so far as to say I'll be very surprised if come week one against the Lions, it's not Tartan Epps out there. That, that's my guess. That's where I've been the whole time. Agreed. Any fuds for you? This might be a surprise for you. Miles Sanders. Okay. Could it be that we're just... <laughs> Nick is taking that cream puff practice to the next level and holding that superstar running back... Out of any practices, and then he's going to unleash him on Detroit week one. Week one yeah, <laughs> and he's going to have like 225 yards, five touchdowns. He goes breaks the over under opening game. I love that thought. 
I don't think that's reality, but it's it's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's the one spreading fud about Sanders? It's definitely the fans. Yeah. Way more. I mean, it seems like the Eagles organization is protecting him at every. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Every, you know, conference and mm-hmm. so, interesting. Yeah. So that that was a bit of a surprise fud to me. Nicobe Dean. A lot of articles came out about him this past week. He's undersized, yeah. which we kind of already we knew. Know. Yeah. He's not as fast as you would think he'd be coming from Georgia. Right. His football IQ might not translate from the college game to the NFL game. Right. A lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt coming out about yeah. him. Yeah. I personally don't buy into it. I think he's going to be a stud. I don't either. I was watching him because he's easy to pick up at linebacker. You do see he is he's undersized. undersized. And he's wearing number 17. Yes. Is that his permanent number? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. There, there's I'm sure there's a story it. behind yeah, there. there. But I tell you, and I was thinking that, all right, I haven't seen anything, you know, great from him. And then he took on a blocker in a hole and just stuffed oh, he them. blew him up. Oh, I, I remember, yeah. I remember what play you're yeah. talking about. And it was, uh, it, I mean, he just stuffed him. Undersized and or not, he did not He knows how to hit. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, the man knows how to hit. And he doesn't back away from a tackle either. No. I think where, where they might have been throwing that out there, I did see some... Uh, outside plays it was either a sweep or maybe even a screen where he might have overrun the play oh okay okay and, and that that's a rookie mistake yeah, you're gonna right. you're gonna you're gonna see it so i i think there's a little fud being spread on yeah Kobe yeah yeah because i i think he's the real deal cool and then the last guy a semi fud is devin allen yes We've only seen really one play from him. Looked awesome. Which was great. And I'm wondering, do the Eagles like not even want to? I think they, they wanted to run that play to see if it was for real. Right. And then they said, oh, yeah, this is for real. We don't want to send him out there anymore. And get, <laughs> you know, put him on com- uh, team's radars in case we have to put him to the practice squad. And I think there might be some FUD work going on with the Devin Allen story. Because, again... Not being on the PhiladelphiaEagles.com depth list anywhere. So jumping into this last preseason game this Saturday against the Dolphins, got a couple of storylines that I wanted to emphasize and kind of get your opinion on. First off, the Dolphins wide receiver core, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell of Alabama, Cedric Wilson, and then Mike Gesicki from PSU. Yeah. How will the Eagles secondary hold up? This is a pretty elite squad, and from what I hear... And young. Tyreek Hill has been embarrassing Darius Slay in practice. Wow. Okay. And I don't take a lot out of the practice. I, I, I think they've overplayed that a little. I agree, and especially when you got a name like Big Play Slay. Yeah. Big Play Slay shows up in the game. Not yeah. Not practice. Yeah. You're talking about practice? <laughs> Man, we're talking about practice. I know it's funny to me, too. Practice. Thank you, Allen Iverson. Young guys, a lot of speed. I think it'll be a good test. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what's coming out of that. And Gasecki's going to push that linebacker core to see That's if they I'm can very pick it up. Because yeah. he's a really tall guy, too. Mm-hmm. And when you look at some of our linebackers, thinking specifically of the undersized Nakobe Dean, the fear would be, can they, they cover the bigger, taller tight ends? Yeah. I'm excited to see that matchup. Penn State used to be linebacker U. I feel like they're becoming tight end U. Yeah, that you is kind of how it feels like. Yeah. I think our secondary is going to hold up. I'm glad they're getting a test like this preseason, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see the number one defense stay out there a little longer. Yeah. Because uh, I, I would right. like to see that. I would as well. 
Yeah. Especially with the week off coming up. Yeah, yeah, first. exactly, exactly. Now, Hertz did not play any of the second game. Should we expect to see him start this game? And if so, how do you think he will play, especially with every player says they're not listening to the media? Right. But you got to imagine he knows the comparisons between him and Tua are, yeah. are, are coming. Tua essentially replaced Jalen at Alabama. Yeah. Made Jalen go from Alabama to Oklahoma to finish off his college career. He replaced him in the middle of a national title championship run. game, I think that right? is what it was. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about writing a script for a game, this, this is a pretty big <laughs> pretty one. Pretty good one for you know, a preseason game. Yeah, we, we talked about it for the regular season and Carson Wentz coming back and then Doug Peterson coming back to Philly. But yeah, this but is the, a big script. The two dual threat QBs from Alabama. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I think Jalen Hurts isn't thinking that much about it. Yeah. It, he, he's, I think he's focused on his job and what he's got to do. And You know, it's so funny because when players say, oh, I'm not listening to the media or I'm tuning them out, I'm just doing my thing, it's hard to believe him, but it actually is pretty easy to believe Hurts when he says Yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I don't think we'll see him. If we didn't see him in Cleveland, I don't, I don't think we're going to see him this last, oh, interesting. last game. Okay, okay. Yeah. You think he'll still start, but just you know, maybe one series? or I don't even know if he, if, really? if he goes a wow. series. Yeah. No kidding. Maybe they do go a series, but I don't think they go any more past that. No kidding. But I think this might be the week they set, they, they set the starters. Okay. Yeah. Wide receivers Deion Kane and Devin Allen were the stories of Game 2 against the Browns. Yeah. Who will we be talking about after the game with the Dolphins? Wow. You know, if you were still on the team, I would say DeAndre <laughs> yes. Torrey. I wish we had that opportunity to look at him. I think we'll see a lot of Huntley. I think we'll see a lot of Rager because I think they're still going to showcase him. I want to see some more of N'Kobe Dean, too. See a little more of that. Kane, we've got to see something of because, again, I don't know how deep they're going to go with the wide receivers, and I like Kane. Yeah. And it, we already talked about it, but we want to definitely want to see more of Devin Allen, too, especially in, in the return game. Yeah. So when I take a look at you know who, who we be talking about, I think Deion Kane does have a good shot at having another yeah. breakout game. I he, would love to see that. Too. I would love to see that. He looked really good. He seems to be the real deal. Yeah. Uh, I think he could potentially make light work of the Dolphins secondary. Yeah. And I think this is probably a game for Tart to shine, only because that receiving core for the Dolphins is so tough. That's a and good point. Tart up to this point has been taking the second and third string right. snaps. I We've wonder if you see him take him. the first or second string snaps on this one. You know what? And they line him up against, they make sure that He's Tyree Kill yeah. or some, some of those guys don't get a 90-yard reception. You know what, Bear? That's a perfect point I'm because you're right. See. We haven't seen him with the ones. Right. This is a perfect time. Let's see him with Sticking the ones with up the ones. against this strong crew of wide receivers. and Yeah, that that's a great point. I didn't even think of that. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I hope he is out there with yeah, the ones I hope so that we too. can see. So I think we may be talking about Tart after this game. All right, moving to the sideshow, just one quick point here. We uh, often have had a sideshow <laughs> topic of if I were a betting man. Right. And evidently, this one man laid down 20K on the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. If wow. the Eagles win, he gets 500K. Half a million for 20. I, I'm going to guess this isn't his first bet. <laughs> and it, he probably doesn't need this money. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it's going to change his life. This not his second mortgage. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Wow. So 20,000 for 50, that's that's 25 to 1 odds. 
Would you take um, twenty five to one odds for the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? Would you throw a hundred bucks on that? I personally wouldn't. Yeah. I, I love the Eagles, and as much as I would love to put my Homer hat on, and that's I what I was just going to say. I just I can't see them running the gambit of taking out Rodgers, Brady, Brady, Stafford just to get to the yes. Super Bowl game, and then having to take out probably the likes of Mahomes or Allen. Yeah, and that's a gauntlet. Talking about, and that's just assuming you're past Dallas too, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, right, right. The Homer in me wants to say, "Oh yeah, let's let's jump," in. but no, I would let's not throw the twenty k in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not be taking those odds. I just I agree with you. That's too much of an uphill battle. You've got some guys that are really in their prime or towards the end of their prime and who've been there before multiple times. It's funny you mentioned Brady and Rodgers because on Facebook yesterday, uh, someone posted something about Aaron Rodgers is so much better than Tom Brady and yeah, he's the guy. That. Yeah. And I normally don't respond to any of that, but I was like, I can't let that because I like both of them. I think I they're too, both yeah. exceptional. I'm like, how can you question Tom Brady, ten Super Bowls, winning seven of them, two different teams? He goes to a different team, wins a Super Bowl that year, and then comes back a year or two later. And I'm just like, and I and I checked this before I put it out there. Tom Brady has never been the highest paid man in the league. He's never even been the highest paid quarterback in the no league kidding. because he's always restructuring his deals <clears throat> so that he has the personnel he needs to end right. up winning. And that was one of that person's point. Well, Brady's always got this stack lineup. Brady gives up. He's a team player. Yeah. He he gave up a salary so that he could get those guys. Yeah. He was smart and about it. According to Roger's most recent contract, he is not necessarily a no, team player. I do not think so. That dude's more time in India on a cleanse or something <laughs> than, you know, he's, I love him because, He got mugged in an ashram or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an incredible quarterback and just a fun story with all this other stuff yeah. going on, but the man is out there. <laughs> For sure. And he's got a goofy He's got to do something with that hair. Yeah. You know, he can still grow hair. It's just really scraggly. Like, <laughs> at least Trevor Lawrence has some good-looking long hair. Aaron Rodgers looks like a hobo with that hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that positive note, we'll wrap this show up. Awesome show, DB. Have a great Thanks, week. Thanks, man. <laughs>